We recording, Barry? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> What's up, you guys? Welcome to the 312 Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Diana, a girl from Chicago creating spaces for millennials to have wholesome conversations that are real, they're raw, and they're relatable. We laugh a lot, we cuss a little bit, and we promise you're going to learn something about yourself when it's all said and done. Don't be shy. This is a safe space. So, what's the 312? Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of the 312 Podcast. I am your host, the Ashley Diana. Uh, If you're just joining, as always, uh, make sure after this episode you put your running shoes on, lace them up, and go catch up to the other episodes and content that we have for you. Um, And if you've been here since day one, as always, I love you, thank you, and let's get it. My co-host isn't here today. (laughs) Jealous enough, he is having a good time in New York, so whatever, we let him have the day off. But I have a wonderful guest with me here today. It's my girl Bernice. Welcome. Uh, She is a wonderful wellness and business coach, and she's also a mother of two. Yes. Um, and a whole host of other credentials behind that <laughs> as a mother. But welcome to the 312 Podcast, girl. Thank you. How happy you and honored to be here. I'm happy very, that very you're happy. here. Yeah. How, was, how was your ride here? I always ask people because it's everybody's answer is different. It was, it was good. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was good. You know, I, uh, I'm, I don't mind driving. Um, it's something that I mean. It was fun. We made it fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she has a friend in the back. So yeah. it's always good to bring somebody along with you on yeah. the drive. Because I don't like driving. <laughs> at all like I don't if it's more than 20 minutes I'm like uh it's a road trip and for me in traffic it could probably take us an hour to get here it's always an hour you know what I, <laughs> I I think I enjoy it now more because after babies when they're not in the car with me that I have oh, a whole, I have a whole concert that's true even when they're in the car with me I'm still <laughs> like my mom's like mommy can you turn it down <laughs> I'm like no <laughs> Uh, but that's good. That's a good point yeah. too. Like yeah. that's like an escape yes. in a sense. Yeah. When I take drives, again, if it's twenty minutes or less, I'm happy. But even in those times, it's like, okay, I don't have the kids with me. I'm playing what I want to play. I'm gonna stop somewhere. Like the sun is shining. I got the sunroof open. Mm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So, well, welcome. I'm Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we start with our not a cocktail, but we have a rosé. Yes. Um, and ew, these are. It has the stems on the blueberries. Y'all know I'm picky. <laughs> but cheers. cheers. Welcome to the 312. I'm excited Thank about you. this episode. Me too. Mm. It is going to be a great conversation. It's going to be spicy. <laughs> but before we start, I wanted to do like a quick little icebreaker uh, to kind of lighten the mood up um, and get them to kind of know you a little bit too. So, um, rapid fire is just literally like question after question, back to back. First yeah. thing that comes to your mind. Don't think Love too it. much. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, so, we're going to start diving into it. Talking or texting? Talking. Fa- really? Favorite holiday? Christmas. Ooh. Um, your first celebrity crush? <laughs> what? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Denzel Washington. Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, look at him, though, obviously. What was the movie that you saw that you were like, oh, my God? Oh, man. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie. I was I was not looking at the name of the movie. <laughs> you said I was looking at him. 
Mine was, um, I remember I used to watch Saved by the Bell a lot. And people are probably going to like clown me for this shit. But uh, what was the guy's? Slater. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Like, he just had like big arms. He was like a jock. And I was just like, oh my God, I love I him can so see. Much. I can see why, yeah. <laughs> well, that was my, um, <laughs> my, my uh, young crush. Crush. <laughs> um. Favorite type of tea or coffee or tea, actually? Coffee. Coffee. Favorite. Do you like them like super sweet, like a frappuccino or like black? That's what you call it, right? In in between. (laughs) Okay. In in between. between. Or like in between, yeah. Um, Big dogs or small dogs? Big dogs. Ooh. Um, Do you have a dog? No, not anymore. No. I used to to have four. Four? And kids. No, no babies. Oh, they weren't there. Okay. Those were my babies. <laughs> oh, they were. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Were they all big? Yes. Big dog? No, mm-hmm. no, too big, too small. So that has to be a chaotic household. Very. <laughs> yes, very. Um, so if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would that be? Like one type of food or one? I will say like one because the type is probably a little easier than, like, the actual food itself. Like, what specific food, whether it be pizza, like, hot dogs, whatever food you can eat all day, every day. This is going to sound super Mexican, but guacamole. Oh, <laughs> I can see that, too. And it's filling, and it's good. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Love it. I didn't think about asking myself that question. Damn, what would I eat? What are you looking at? You know the answer? <laughs> My word, what is it? Tacos? Yeah. <laughs> Hey. I was gonna say like any type of like pasta, too. Mm, yeah, because I feel like they get tired of pasta. I make like three, four times out the week. I'm like, let's have a shrimp pasta, <laughs> and I like learn how to make my sauce from scratch. Ooh, yeah. So it's like so you cook, cook. Oh no, I cook. Mm. I cook. I don't. I actually don't like to cook. Funny, <laughs> but when you have to cook, you know, which when you have kids, like when you have to yeah. cook out of necessity, like it's not always fun anymore. <laughs> it's like, damn, I gotta make this food for four people. I don't want to, but you know, hey, <laughs> here we are. Um, what is your ideal temperature outside? Like, what are you a fall baby, winter, summer? I'm a summer baby. Ooh, and yes, I love summer. Summer, it's like. When's your birthday? July 9th. Oh, so you're a Cancer. Yes. He's July 18th. I love Cancer. See, that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> I love this. Um, I'm trying to think what's another really good one. Oh, they got some difficult questions on here. Like, why? Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark. Ooh. Dark chocolate. It's a lot healthier. <laughs> it's, I don't, it's just too rich for me. Like, I like milk chocolate. I'm I sure like, because I, I it's like, not. I like rich. You, you said, I like rich. <laughs> Give me rich whatever. <laughs> Rich or poor? <laughs> Ooh, would you a nine to fiver or entrepreneur? Entrepreneur. Okay, hey, I understand that. Um, but also, I will say, playing devil's advocate, and me and my friend had a conversation about this, and she got so much slack for. It. I actually need to get her on here, and she was like, both her and her husband are entrepreneurs, and were well, were she retired him like when she got to a point where she was like making the money she needs to, mm-hmm. um, she retired her husband. What? Oh, I, thought she, I thought he was signaling me. She retired her husband and, like, get so much slack for it. It was like, oh, I could never do that, blah, blah, blah. But she's like, you don't realize when you have two entrepreneurs in the household, like, there's no consistent income. It's a lot. She was just like, and if I can just have the security of knowing he's at home with the kids, she's like, I, 
all that status shit goes out the window. She's like, I don't care. And and you know what? I have nothing, absolutely nothing against a nine to five. Yeah. I that for me um, is very important for yeah. so many reasons. One, because that will if if you are a either a starting entrepreneur or you are on your way there or you're already there mm-hmm. and your business is struggling and you have the skills and the capacity, the time uh, to be able to have a nine to five mm-hmm. to fund your business, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, but for me, like my preference obviously would be that because of the freedom that it brings. Once you are established. Yeah. Once you're established. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the yeah. good point. And I feel like a lot of people just like jump the gun or take a leap of faith, but there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Right. But I will say like, although I've been an entrepreneur since, 2014, 2015, I've always had a side hustle. I've been building multiple businesses. Like, up until, like, last year, I've always had a full-time job. Mm. Always. Like, because I'm, like, it's much easier. And it's, I guess, in a sense, like, the easier way out. (laughs) Because it's, like, I have a consistent income. So much so that, like, I can focus on the important aspects of my business. Because I'm not, like, leaning on it as my my primary source of income. You don't have to worry about your balance sheet. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, okay, cool. Shit's not looking good on the (laughs) business side, but like I have this consistent paycheck Mm -hmm. and I can continue to feed into the business. But I will say that shit was like, it's a lot. It's not for everybody. It's a lot. Um, But I definitely would always tell people like, if you're going to go the entrepreneur route, just make sure that you have either you've set aside Mm -hmm. funds for ideally the whole year, but at least like six, to seven months of your like, 100%. you know what I'm saying? Your expenses, your bills and all that. And then like take four or five months to like go crazy, focus on your business. And like, it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're going to get it to where it needs to be. So yeah. anywho, we got all off the icebreaker, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so to start for those who of course don't know you, um, give us a little bit of an introduction of who Bernice is. Um, yeah, we'll start there. <laughs> so I um 39 39 years old Bernice, you are now 39 yes no fucking way <laughs> hey okay uh, we're gonna get a skin regimen after this because yes. <laughs> you look good girl. <laughs> thank you uh yeah 39 two boys two and three years old uh well my oldest is gonna be four um in November oh or this month when's his birthday this, uh, the 13th oh my goodness so yeah Ooh. Scorpio girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very passionate. But, yeah. <laughs> with everything. And I love it. I love it. He's, yeah. he's a whole four year old with a 35 year old mm-hmm. attitude. Yep. I love it. Sounds about right. <laughs> um, and, you know, I love, I used to be uh, very much into like, the corporate world mm-hmm. you know so i was corporate consulting for almost 10 years oh wow um that's and a good field to be in it was it, it, it was great until it was not yeah you know I it was great say. until it was not um and that in 2020 you know everything uh changed for me my perspective on being in the business world being in the corporate world and really around who i you know the my surroundings yeah the people who I was working with and yeah. working for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that then, you know, transitioned. That's when I, I like to say, you know, my 
awakening happened. Okay. It's, you said this was 2020? Yeah. A lot of shit happened for people in 2020, I yes. swear. Yeah. <laughs> that pandemic did some good things for me. Yes. It did. <laughs> it was, you know, it was as, as chaotic uh, as the times were and still are sometimes. Um, I'm very grateful that it everything went down the way that the way yeah. that it did. Yeah. Um, because it really um, showed me and taught me much appreciation and love for life mm. itself. And I had just had my baby. Yeah. He was a couple months old when everything happened. Um, and I was really looking uh, for a way to be, you know, spend more time with him, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously uh, in the business world that I was in, it was great, money was great, mm-hmm. but um, it was a lot of time, you know. I, I felt like I had no freedom whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so I started uh, diving deep into what was going to be next, mm-hmm. right? And um, really going uh, into my spirituality. You know, so okay. I'm a very, very spiritual person. Um, I, I, you know, I hold on greatly to my faith, but, um, you so know. So would you say there's a big, and not to cut you off, because I hear people, like some people say I'm very religious, some people say I'm very spiritual. It, do you think that there's a big difference there? Very much. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, there's a, there's a big gap um, I want to say, you know, no, nothing against you yeah, know, people who are, yeah. who are religious um, are not spiritual yeah. in a way, right? I don't feel like there's a, you know, <laughs> they're, the, they're the same. You know? No, no, it's not. So. It's, it's not. And, and, you know, I grew up in a very hardcore Catholic household. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things that I practice now, a lot of things that I do and, you know, that are part of my life and have made me into who I am today were very big no-nos oh yeah very big no-no same here (laughs) um you know so it was you know i'm very grateful for for the things that i learned growing up Mm -hmm. and the values that were instilled but at the same time there was a lot of toxicity around yeah oh yeah um yep i I do know (laughs) grew Um, up in you know catholic high schools catholic uh grammar schools elementary schools all that so it's just like when I got to a point where I can make my own decisions. And I feel like, and again, no shade to anyone that is, um, you know, extremely religious or have their religious views, but like being spiritual, I think it brings you a little bit closer. And I feel like it's a lot more, there's a lot more like self-work that comes along with yes. that. I feel like you learn a lot more about yourself. You learn a, a lot more about your emotions and how to like make things connect a little bit more logically than, you know, sometimes in religion, of course. Um, and I feel like a lot of people who say that they are spiritual, like they're just some of the like calmest, like <laughs> intuitive individuals because it it takes a lot of self practice, mm-hmm. a lot of it. So mm-hmm. I just I wanted to throw that question out there because mm-hmm. I hear I hear the two, um, and I know that there's a difference. So I'm like, let me see. You know, and I, and I love what you said about you know the the logic and our feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we'll get into into that a little bit yeah. a little bit further down, but. You know, like really taking a hard look at, you know, what I was doing, who I was being, I um, then ob- observing my surroundings, yeah. right? And in that, I realized that everyone that I worked with, as successful, right, mm-hmm. as they, they like to say they, they are, everyone had something missing. Oh, yeah. And it was peace and balance Mm. 
you know, they, they saw success as, you know, they, they're like having having the house, the, the bank account, the wife, the car, the this, yep. the, the that. Um, but they were never at peace. Mm-hmm. They were never at peace. So that's when I started, you know, working on, you know, cert- my certifications mm-hmm. and like. Oh, you were re- doing that while you were uh, yes. working still? Yep. Smart girl. Yeah. Breath, you know, <laughs> breath work, um, uh, wellness, all things that encompass wellness. Uh, mindfulness and um, I took my skills that I learned in being in like the corporate world and coupled them with you know like the mindfulness aspect yeah. of things yeah and so now that's 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 what I do you know I um, I help just your regular individual um, and also business owners who are mm-hmm. looking for that balance who are looking for that that foundation of I want to build a successful business, yeah. but I also want to have that that peace, mm-hmm. you know, that balance that comes with uh, with practicing, you know, things like meditation, yeah. yoga, doing your breath work, yeah. looking within, you know, um, and I that's when I slowly started to unveil and uncover my my purpose. I love yeah. that, and and like you said, with business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, even people, you know, in certain positions, certain levels in corporate, um, it really does require for you to be able to find time to yourself. Yes. Yeah, no. So usually people who are extremely passionate within their craft, within whatever it is that, you know, they're doing as their career, um, that part is missing almost always. And like mm-hmm. you said, like if I'm able to step back from this and like do what it, whatever it is I need to keep peace at mind, and to have some type of balance, like, that matters. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're offering this type of, like, coaching and service um, because that is exactly what us entrepreneurs need <laughs> because it's a lot. It's a lot. It's hard. Life is hard. The shit that goes on all the time. Um, so, yeah, I love that. I love that you said that. I love that you're doing this. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And so a side note, me and Bernice actually met, and we haven't known each other, what, a couple months? <laughs> Maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, so I think I'm not. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on the podcast before, but shout out to Coffee Hip Hop and Mental Health. Um, I had to wear one of my shirts on the episode one day so you guys can see yes. it. Um, but it's owned by Christopher Lamarck, and he has built this organization. One part of it is a, it's a coffee shop, um, right? But the other part of it is it's an organization, a nonprofit that's focused around mental health and mainly giving free opportunities for therapy, um, for mental health services for the community. So if you guys, again, I've talked about them before, so definitely go check them out. But they're she amazing. comes to my Wednesday women's group therapy sessions. Um, extremely outspoken. Um, <laughs> not in like a, you know, not in the bad way that people think that some outspoken people talk too much or something <laughs> like that. But like, just speaks very well, very positive. Um, not to say that because of, you know, your recent life transitions, that you should be a negative person. Um, but quite often, and we'll, we're going to get into talking about it, people who have been faced with, you know, some of the transitions that mm-hmm. you've been faced with mm-hmm. aren't, especially how fresh they are, yes. for one. And two, like a, a lot of people just don't have the capability, don't have the capacity to be able to remain as like positive as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to commend you for that. And that was one thing mm-hmm. when we were thinking about these topics, I'm like, I really think Bernice could have a phenomenal conversation around this because I've sat in that room and have listened to you. And in my head, I'm like, well, shit, she needs to come up here and talk because I can learn some things from you. Um, So I I definitely want to commend you on that. So thank you for being open and willing to have this conversation. Um, So I guess to start, 
if you could kind of like give us a little bit about um, your recent life transitions and how that is kind of affecting you currently. Because mm. um, you do have an amazing story to tell. So I definitely want to give you the floor to be able to do that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, well, I want to start with first, you know, I think the 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 one that it's weighing more still till this day um, is the you know, the loss of my mother. Mm -hmm. And I really don't like to refer it as a loss, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but she herself, you know, transitioned. And it was so quick and so, like, not expecting yeah. um, what happened. I mean, it was within days. Yeah. And she was my, you know, still is my best friend. Um, and with that happening, I really had to... Uh, look at it in a way where really sit down and find like where's the blessing in this mm. where, that's so hard to do yes that's so hard to do where, where, where's the lesson what do I what do I have to because I you know for, for a long time um, I I was really uh, the guilt you know the mm. guilt was kicking in and that comes you know with grieving a loss um the what in particular did you, like, what was the guilt towards, like, was it, like, the time spent? If you don't mind me asking, yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 <laughs> feel free. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> where, did, where did the guilt come from? Um, not, you know, she lived in Mexico, okay. right? So not having her here, one. And every time that she would say, like, come spend time with me, mm -hmm. it was, like, work got in the way. Yeah. Uh, or something, you know, I was always, like, see mommy you know I'm gonna go see you yeah. but work but this but yeah. that and uh I you know I I really wish that I I didn't do that yeah. you know I really wish that I I, I would have listened and I I would have made her a priority yeah. rather than you know making uh my career or you know other things a, a priority yeah. um and I asked that too because um and that's something that I had experienced uh with uh, my aunt with my grandmother and I, I ask that because I'm like, I know that that's that thought behind it. Because every time that that happens with grief, like you said, um, or with the passing of a loved one, especially if it's unexpected, um, you always are like, I could have did this or I could have mm -hmm. done that. Um, so I just I just wanted to, to kind of ask that because it's, it's something that it's hard not to do. Right. But it's definitely something that I don't want you to, like, beat yourself up over because, again, you were doing what needed to be done in the moment. Mm -hmm. As much as we want to, like, I would drop everything and, like, go to my daughter's everything or, you know what I'm saying, answer every single question or sit with her and play every single game that she wants yeah. to. But sometimes I have to stop and mommy has to go back to work or mm -hmm. when she's with her dad and she calls me and the conversations have to be short and quick. Because I'm like, well, mommy has to get back to work. I have to do X, Y, Z, or you know, mm -hmm. any of those um, instances. And in, in the cases with my grandmother and with my aunt who passed, um, same thing. Aunt inviting me out to like events at her house, or like if she goes out with the girls or a wine night or something like that. Me and my aunt were close in age. It was more like my sister. So it's like when that happened, immediately I'm like, damn, damn, damn. The night yeah. she was killed, I like she hit me up and was like, you know, come over here if you want to. So, yeah, it was just like, so I hear that. Yeah. I'm like, that that guilt is very hard to get over. But I just want to, like, encourage you to, you know, yeah, thank you. Not, not let that hold you down too much. Yeah. Um, and it's it, and it's taken a lot to get 
passive you know and, and I have my moments yeah you know I have course. I have my moments um, where I allow myself to feel that yeah. and feel my way through it you know that's the only way that I get to process that mm-hmm. feeling and just release it yeah. and not let it you know just just sit in it mm-hmm. you know? um, and after you know after after her passing um, a lot you know I really I think that was a pivotal moment in my life because right after that you know I really started taking a hard hard look at my life (laughs) the decisions I had made um, the situations that I was like the circumstances that I was in and the stuff that I continuously was putting myself through or allowing for things to happen you know and and really uh, making excuses or kind of putting it to the side to avoid Mm -hmm. feeling what I felt when I was thinking about those things. Yeah, that's true. Right. And um, within that, it was, uh, you know, it was like, you know, that my, my, like, we can get into like my relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And that's, you know, that's the, the, the second, like, uh, what is it? Life transition. Yeah. So with your, with your relationship, um, did you when your mother passed with that was that before or after you all started to make your transition to divorce it was after it was after it was okay. after okay. yeah you know and it and it took a lot it really took a lot for us uh to sit down you know and and talk about that yeah you know um because you know one thing that and I know this is probably going to ruffle some feathers. <laughs> That's what we do here. You know, we talk about <laughs> things that matter, and sometimes the feathers get ruffled. That's okay. <laughs> Fuck some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, uh, it, it is very non-traditional, the way that we're doing things. Okay. And I love that so much. Yeah. You know, I, I love that so much because... Um, you know, he is for one, like an African American male. And I'm saying this because in the black and brown communities, mm-hmm. it is very much um a norm oh, yeah. for things like this, for situations yeah. like these, uh, to be chaotic. Yeah. For um, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, why the relationship ends um, is because the male did something. It's it's infidelity. Let's speak on it. Hey, <laughs> I mean it. It is. It's, it's infidelity. It's finances. Um, I remember I had read like the top five when I was kind of surfing around this this topic, and I'm pretty sure um, third came with like um, like children or like family life. Mm-hmm. So it was like that's the top three year finances. Yeah, infidelity. And then, like, family life, whether it be not getting along with one side of the family, you know, that mm-hmm. shit can right. ruin a relationship very easily. And mm-hmm. it is unfortunate, but, it, I mean, you are absolutely right. It, That's nothing to ruffle feathers about, you guys. <laughs> unfortunately, it's a, t- a statistic that, I mean, it's been around and it's something that we want to debunk. But, you know, um, I also feel like it's a lot of lack of um, knowledge, a lack of education when it comes to like the institution of marriage. Yes. People get married for the wrong reasons. I'm Very sorry, much. love is not enough. I'm not going to marry you just because I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, it has to be more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, I you know, I, I um, it, 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 like to your point where you were saying it, it, it is not enough. It's, mm-hmm. 
um, a lot of the times, you know, the the blissful moments and the honeymoon phase and, you know, marrying too soon um, and really not looking at the big picture of what it really means, right? It's a partnership. Yeah, it is. Um, it is a business transaction. Guys, and I hate to fit it in those terms, yeah. but it is. Like, that's your life partner. Life is a business. Mm-hmm. Like, you really have to be able to, and again, this is easier said than done. Absolutely. But like, yeah. you you know, just you, you just got to be able to find or not find, but be able to connect with your person on a more like professional level when it comes to like dealing with your marriage. Mm-hmm. Like certain things have to be in place. Like we have to be on one accord, a certain understanding or we're going to have to compromise yeah. one or the two or yeah. both. <laughs> so, no, it is. It, it, it in, is. And with with within all of that, you know, I really want to offer this wisdom Mm -hmm. to anyone that is going through this i'm not encouraging you know by any means i'm not encouraging anyone to you know like go through the divorce process especially especially when is when there's children involved Mm -hmm. um and that was one of the you know one of the biggest things for me like i wanted to make it as peaceful and with like as much grace um as possible Mm -hmm. no matter what the reasons were yeah um and and that's a mature mindset to have it and and you you know what Ashley? it, it, it took it took <laughs> every bit of me and and this is why i'm so grateful for the for the work the mindfulness work mm-hmm. that i've done and the like my connection uh and my love for spirituality because it like it took a lot of healing, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of healing. Absolutely. And I say healing because, you know, healing is a, a an ongoing thing. And it took a lot of me to be able to say, you know what, we're, we're doing this, mm-hmm. but we're going to do this in the most peaceful, mo- most yeah. loving way. And, and being respectful because I chose that man to yeah. be the, the, the father of my children. And I want my children to be able to still feel that you know like that loving connection and that uh that nurturing side Mm -hmm. um no matter what is going on and i feel like that um if the majority of us and i was saying you know if if you're considering this or if you feel like this is the path that you need to take it is going to take a lot because there is the rage, mm. the resentment, the anger, the because he did this and now I'm going to do whatever I can to make his life miserable. Mm. When in reality, if you really think of it, you are dragging your children right along with that man. Yeah. And that to me, I would never mm. in a million years do that to my children. Yeah. Never. Um, because of the fact of, you know, uh, knowing that that's going to affect them for the rest of their lives Mm -hmm. and the decisions that they're going to make, the partners that they're going to choose, you know, so I'm thinking already like way ahead, but it's the wisdom in, in with the, where the woman, and I'm saying this is the woman because a lot of the stuff that, you know, we're known for the baby mama drama, mm. you know, and that is, uh, it, it carries so much weight yeah. um, and so much hurt that 
that I didn't want any of that for me. Um, so I, uh, you know, I made it as, as loving and as peaceful as possible and creating and that in turn, it was so beautiful to see him step into that mm. and take ownership and responsibility yeah. and come into this situation where with so much vulnerability and willingness to work and willingness yes yeah. and willingness to grow from this right and not you know beating him down even more so because i know i know that a lot of the things that happened were not the choices that that were made came from trauma mm. From from his choices? Yes. Okay. Came from trauma, came from, you know, how he was raised, how, what he was taught, what he was surrounded with. Okay. Right? And I would be a fraud if I stood here and I said, I'm all wellness, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm about all spirituality and mindfulness, and I can't keep that in my household. Mm. I can't create the space, the safety in my own household for the father of my children to come in and say, you know what, we can do this, right? So it it, it took a lot. I'm not going to say it was was very, very difficult to do that, but it is very much possible, Um, especially in our communities, Mm -hmm. the black and brown communities. Mm -hmm. Um, Our men need that. Our men uh, are hurting, um, and it is all their responsibility first and foremost oh, to to want to do the work. Um, but also, as the mother of their children, mm-hmm. it is our responsibility to also set aside some of our pride to help them through that. To help them through that, yeah. it doesn't mean that you have to stay. It doesn't oh, mean not. that you have to continue to put up with things that you don't deserve, right? Um, but it is very much, in for me, it felt so good mm-hmm. to be able to create that space for him. Yeah. And say, you know what? I, I love you and nothing's going to change that because that's just who I am you know I'm that to my core and I don't give a fuck what you do I'm not going to change who I am just because of what you did yeah and like you said too like I feel that it's just because what you did um to me as my spouse as my husband that doesn't mean that you can't be a good father and that doesn't mean that I don't want you to be a good father you know what I'm saying it's like okay you weren't the best husband you're not a good husband you know hell you probably weren't a good person but like I need you to be a good father to those boys in there so it's like you do have to have that mature mindset to be like okay and not even necessarily saying I forgive you. The forgiveness will come at some point. Mm-hmm. But no, hell no, I don't forgive you. I'm upset at you. I am pissed off at you. <laughs> but, you know, I need you to be this man for our children. That's more important because at the end of the day, um, and, of course, this is speaking more so towards women who have children, right? Because mm-hmm. if you ain't got no kids, no ties, I don't give a goddamn if you a baby <laughs> puppy. Let that man go. Cut his ass off. You don't ever have to speak to him ever again. Okay? It is not, at that point, it is not your obligation to walk him and talk him through shit. <laughs> No, 
I don't got nothing else to do with you. Goodbye. <laughs> See you later. Hopefully the next girl could fix you, but that's not my problem. Yes. And as a co-parent, it's also not your problem. However, I do think it's a bit more of priority for you to be able to navigate that relationship. Because I, I mean, I do it with my, me and my, um, me and my, me and my uh, daughter's dad. That fucked me up. I could not get that out. <laughs> I don't know why I was messing that up so hard. But um, when we got through our shit, like it was really important for me to be like, okay, we have this child together. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be, we're family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And nothing is going to change mm-hmm. that. So we need to figure out how we need to communicate effectively, especially in front of her and around her. Um, but most definitely when like either of us are not in the room. Because she's going to turn into a woman. Literally. So mm-hmm. it's like I need you to get it together. I myself have some toxic traits that I had to kind of pull out and like learn how to not reference him in certain ways, you know, when I'm speaking to her or like not putting any bad words into my mouth when it comes to her father because again I don't want you growing up thinking that he you know is a bad person Mm -hmm. to you because he's not he's a great father so that's yeah um and when you talk about your divorce um was it I'm thinking of like timeline was it around the time that um you first had the kids and it was like during the pandemic like what was the connection there or if any connection there to you wanting to kind of step away from your job um, and then the divorce happened or did the divorce happen and you were like, look, I'm stepping away from this job. How did that happen for you? No, this this uh, transition, like the, the divorce is very fresh mm-hmm. as well. You know, so it's, uh, I stepped away from, slowly stepped away from my job in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, the talks about the separation uh, only started last year. Okay. Yeah, you know, and and we did um, obviously the stuff came prior yeah. to that, and we did everything that we could, right? Uh, the when theory you say stuff was the infidelity then that you tried to kind of work through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and we did the therapies. We did, you know, like uh, even uh, like healing events mm-hmm. where we went to, uh, you know, like the wellness events. I mean, I meant. Um, where we really wanted to kind of let go of that, yeah. what was, you know, that trauma. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unfortunately, it it, it, it didn't work out, mm-hmm. you know, and that and that's okay. And that you is know? okay, because yeah. we don't talk about that part of that's it. Like, okay. people see the divorce and they just think of that part of it. Like, oh, you guys were married, you got divorced, it's a bad thing, it's taboo. But it's like, you guys don't see the behind the scenes where we worked through all of this shit, we tried, mm-hmm. and it did not work. Mm-hmm. What do I do then? Stay while it's not working, while we know it's not working? Like, no. And you know what, to, to touch on that, like, you said something key right now. Like, with, we did very much everything in our power to keep it between us. Yeah. You know, I mean, as you should. I mean, it's your, it, you know, it's your like, marriage, but also. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> know, to keep, it, to keep it between us, because we did not want you know, outside noises mm-hmm. to affect our process. Like that decision making. Yeah. And, and, you know, like work it out. Just work when, it out. Just do what you got to do. And <laughs> especially with, you know, and I heard that from, mm-hmm. you know, from my, my side of the, like my aunts, yeah. you know, when, um, when they would get uh, a little whiff of what, you know, what, what was going on. Mija, are you okay? Sitia, we're okay. Well, look, I'm just going to say this. <laughs> You have to stay, mm. 
you know, especially in the in the dynamic, like the dynamic of the women yeah. in my on my mom's side of the family, um, does not matter what he does, mm-hmm. you stay. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> How were you able to get over that hump of like? In a sense, like being like a disappointment or being looked at a certain way from your family and like within your culture to just being like, I'm not dealing with this. You know, because of all the conversations I had with my mom mm. prior to even making that decision. Okay. So your mom was more supportive than Absolutely, like, 100%. That's good. That's good. Absolutely. Like she was very much different. You know, I, I really want to point to the fact that, you know, my, my mom stayed with my dad for. You know, that that was from the time she got married until the time she passed. Um, but I saw her sacrifice mm-hmm. a lot of who she was, not necessarily because that who she who she wanted to be with. Yeah. Uh, but because of the love for us. Yeah. Like she was not going to. You know, I we used to always tell her, <laughs> yeah. let's go, yeah. right? But she wasn't going to do that. She's like, no, no, um, this is, in her mind, and, you know, I can't, like, I can't judge anyone for doing yeah, that. Yeah, because, I mean, you also don't know who she had in her corner either. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, right. your grandmother, for instance, yeah. could have been doing what your aunts were doing. It's like, well, if my mom's telling me this, like, you know, especially if my mom was married, like, this is just all I know. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's all they knew. Yeah, you know, that's all they knew. So it's like, in having conversations with her, she very much said, "You do not have to do what mm-hmm. I did. Absolutely that's not." Good. You know, so I I learned that from her, um, and her support and her conversations, her wisdom was beyond this world. Yeah. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. And yeah. she um she passed during the transition of your divorce. No, before. No. After. After, yeah. So no. I'm trying to build a timeline. So, I know I know these answers. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to build a timeline. So she passed uh, January of 2022. Okay. Um, my The process of my separation did not start until the end of 2022. Okay. You know, so it, it took a while yeah. you know, after that. I mean, you were grieving. It's a lot yeah. going on, It was, too. A, yes. And I feel that yes. in, in that instance, was there ever a thought in your head where it's like, okay, I'm grieving. I lost my mom. Like, let me try to mend this a little bit more with, like, let me lean on him more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, to, to and not do. yeah. And, and it's, and because of that, I felt like I did not have the space or the, the time yeah. to grieve her properly. Yeah. And, you know, that was something that it was causing some friction and some resentment between yeah. him and I. And I just, you know, I, I even had to let that go because it was not, I don't blame him, mm-hmm. you know. That, and that's that, good that you don't. That was my I process. Could, <laughs> I'd be like, fuck you, you did this. Your fault, I'm angry. Because it's, it's so hard not to, you know. So, I again, I'm always going to commend you for that. Because, honey, <laughs> you know, the time that you put in, time, money, the energy, it's like yeah. for you to do that. Mm-hmm. One simple, it's it's real easy to not do that, sir. <laughs> so, yes. Um, but yes, you being able to, you know, not blame him. Yeah, and and you know what, you know what, else really like I I really want to say this. Like I, it it has taken a lot 
to get to where I am and who I am today. But it really took like God just <laughs> shaking the shit out of me yeah. and severing all the like thoughts, thought patterns yeah. and belief systems that I had yeah. um, to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it took it, it was a lot of loss. A lot of loss, I mean, and yeah. and for some time, you know, because a I, short period of time, too. very, you know, it was less than a year. Yeah, it was my mother, it was my life partner, you know, the father of my children. It was friends, yeah. you know, that till this day I haven't heard from. You know, mm-hmm. I got a text saying I'm so sorry for your loss, and that people that I thought were going to be there, kind of ran for the hills, and yeah. and again, I'm not judging and I don't blame them like that's that's okay I had to really be okay with with life Mm -hmm. and God stripping me of everything that I thought was part of my life to really see clear why I'm here and and have to be okay with that and that brought so much peace and so much clarity and created so much more space to be able to be doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, absolutely. And that is that right there is what keeps me grateful. It was keeps me focused. Yeah. Um in knowing that yes, all of that that I thought was the end all be all. Yeah. Was not. Because, you know, we all like to say, I trust you, God, I trust you. But do we really? Mm-hmm. You know, like we dip our toe into that trust. Rather than just surrendering, fully doing it, yeah, you know, yep. just really surrendering because we, you know, we're we're human beings. We like to be in control of our own things, and we like to be in control of who, you know, what businesses we do, who we marry, um, our everything, everything, everything. <laughs> we have a Pinterest board for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know I do. I'm like, when this process happens, when this ha- from I mean, from dinner to outfits to like, honey. Ashley got to be in control <laughs> and life is teaching me like man you gotta yeah, it, you gotta let that shit go when you, you learn, have to yeah when you learn to trust to fully trust mm-hmm. the process and just continue doing what you're doing and just being yep just being yep. that's it things are gonna happen naturally and the happiness and the joy and everything that you desire um it's gonna come with it yeah I believe that too. Um, But I also think that like the environment that you're shaping for your boys, like through the process of trying to create a better environment to communicate with their father and kind of being a supportive individual for him um, through his process as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. then it's like your mother passed, you're dealing with grieving. So there's a lot, like we said, in the very short period of time, but being able to create an environment for them where they're able to be expressive mm-hmm. and to hopefully unwrite what, you know, the type of husband or spouse or individual that their father was and mm-hmm. hoping that, you know, you can change that for them because they're going to grow up one day. They're going to be boyfriends. They're going to yes. be husbands. So them being able to, and I know you were asking the question of like, the why or like what is this going to teach me and yeah. I do think that like you're building a really good environment for them to be good men mm. would you agree yes yeah, yeah. and that that is uh, you know as as their mother uh, that is my 
number one priority mm-hmm. not only to be you know great men uh in this world but to be great leaders oh yeah um not only i don't know, think men are taught to like lead for real for like like honestly <laughs> i don't think they're really taught like how to lead they're just told to be leaders mm-hmm. but i don't think that they get really good examples on how to be that you know it's and I, because as mothers, you know, we want to do everything for yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. You know, yeah. that those are our babies. Yeah. But at the Forever. same time, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I refuse to kind of, um, what what is this word? ¿Cómo se dice? Um, what is it? ¿Cómo se dice? How do you say? Um, that's the very few things I remember in Spanish. <laughs> like, ¿cómo se dice? Happy. <laughs> Insert word here. Um, enabling them. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, that's that 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 is not one thing that I that I want to do. I want to very much, you know, for them to be their own leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, have that foundation for them, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in creating like the environment for them. Uh, obviously, like seeing their father as their primary, you know, their primary leader that's the person that they look to you know as the the example of what a man Mm -hmm. you know is supposed to look like whether what he's supposed to do in this world um and me doing you know my putting in my seeds Mm -hmm. in them and nurturing those seeds um you know it's been very challenging especially with you know me like not having um an abundance of support um and creating that around that um it is also very, you know, very important. So they have that sense of community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that sense of like friendships and family oriented yeah. household, even though, um, you know, I don't have my family here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, there's people, there's people <laughs> that are becoming that. She's pointing to her friend in the background. Yes, yes yeah, friend. That, <laughs> that are becoming that, you yeah. know, such strong links uh, and examples of, you know, what it really means to uh, open up yourself to mm-hmm. those possibilities. Yeah. You know, because we very much when, when we have um, those relationships, long-term relationships, yeah, long-term friendships, <laughs> it is like, well, you know what? If she did that to me, Whatever, I, you give up on mm-hmm. opening the door for yeah. something or someone yep. to ever come in to be able to do that again. Yeah. And, you know, that's that that for me, it was, you know, that's a chapter, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm ready for this next chapter. I'm ready for this. I'm excited. I'm really, really looking forward to um, what these next years are going to look mm-hmm. like. Um, I always, ever since I was in high school. I remember this. I was like, by 45, so I have five oh, your years. Time, your time limit. <laughs> by 45, like, it's, I'm, I'm going to be free. Like, yeah. yes, multiple businesses, m- many, many millions. Yes, manifest that. <laughs> you know. Me and, too. And, <laughs> and having, like, my children see the world. Yeah. I have nothing against uh, the school system. I have nothing against like the traditional way of teaching your children. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want my children to to see this world, yeah. to experience it, to learn, and they'll become different kids for sure when you're able to, yeah, you know, experience absolutely the the world in its entirety. Yeah, right? like yeah. not just being stuck or you know sh- 
restricted to your environment or yeah. your culture. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, I definitely agree with that. And that's a goal for me too as a yeah. mom. <laughs> yeah. You know, so breaking those cycles of, yeah. you know, this is what it looks like. You go to school, you get a degree, you get a job, you retire when you're tired. <laughs> when you're tired. Okay. <laughs> And then you have a little bit of time to enjoy life. Yeah. Like, that's not, yeah. that's not you know, what I want to teach. That's mm-hmm. not, you know, what I want to instill in my children. Um, so definitely creating these new relationships, these new environments, being very intentional mm-hmm. of who I'm allowing in um, that have those same alignments yeah. um, to that's be able point. to. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Because would you say that... Um, like now you have a clearer mindset to be able to be um, very strategic about who comes in and out of your life, right? Whether that be friendships, dating, business partners, whomever. Would you say that before you all were married, were there any like red flags that you like ignored? Like, <laughs> did the red flags look like <laughs> roller coasters that you were just like, I'm going to ride this ride, honey. I'm, <laughs> I'm tall enough. I'm going to go. It looks scary, but I'm still going to fucking do it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, very much, yeah. very much. But I was so um, <laughs> the only word that's coming to mind right now is thirsty, thirsty, thirsty. That <laughs> was thirsty. Anyway. <laughs> he was fine, <laughs> like he had it. He looked great on the outside. And that man, because if you think about it, when it comes to relationships, <laughs> even just in friendships, too, like you see people, and you judge them immediately off of their appearance. And it's like in the first couple of seconds of me seeing you, I know if I'm like you yeah. and all of that. I'm just like, ah, I want to talk to this guy. And then when we have to be with them and then you're getting to their core and you're breaking down, <laughs> it's like the banana peel, you're breaking down the layers. And it's like, it's a rotten ass banana <laughs> underneath that peel. So, yeah, yeah. And that's... you know what? Like, I, I, I really have to say, like, the part of me that was that was not healed yet. Mm-hmm was very much, okay, I can deal with this. Mm. <laughs> I can deal with this. Like, can, but you ain't got to. You know, and, oh, I, I, okay, I, I, I see it, but I'm going to fix it. Mm. We as women do that so much. It's like we date. I'm pretty sure this is a quote, so I'm sorry if I took your quote. But, <laughs> but um, it's like we date potential. Mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. whereas men date exactly what is in front of them mm-hmm. and we need to start doing that it's like oh you know we're trying to nurture we're trying to understand it's like okay cool you have abc obviously up front and center going on with you but it's okay well he dates me though and I was... he hasn't dated me though <laughs> and, and i was very much you know a part of me still is but I, back then it was very like i was hardcore very much like an alpha female. Mm. I was like, baby, you don't got it. I do. Mm. And it's like, no, I don't want to got it anymore. I got it. <laughs> and if I do, I ain't got it sometimes. I'm sorry. And my, me and my friend were, were talking about this before. Um, and she was saying with her husband that she walked into their, their marriage in the beginning like that. She's like, I'm fixing everything for him because I'm his wife. I'm his partner. I'm supposed to. And she's like, I had to learn that I needed to allow him to make mistakes in front of me and Ill, at the very least attempt to fix them. Like, let me see you sweat a little bit mm-hmm. before I come in and rescue you. Because mm-hmm. she's like, I'm enabling him to just be like, whatever, my wife got it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it. And granted, for most things, yeah, there's like a life or death situation. Say you, your husband is the sole financial provider and some shit happens. Of course you should be able to 
he should be able to lean on you and be like, my wife got it. But like, she was just saying like everyday stuff. Like, I'm just really enabling this man. And then getting mad when he doesn't plan date night. <laughs> well, hell, I didn't plan date night the last 10 years and have just told him to show yeah. up and swipe the card. Like, he, I'm not requiring him to do anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, that's something that us, when we do it a lot, we're nurturers. It's hard not to. Mm -hmm. And especially when you have kids, it's like, I don't have time to like, wait on you like I need XYZ we need ABC right now so I'm just gonna do it when it's like no sit back a little bit yeah. sit back and let let the shit happen it's okay to be a damsel in distress yes yes <laughs> for a little bit it's okay give yourself some breaks walking your soft girl era um I am loving that so much <laughs> I am loving it yeah I that like I feel like now finally I have a That's hold good. of that That's and good. it feels beautiful and that's the, I learned the hard way, yeah. the hard way <laughs> that that was the only way that I was going to be able to attract that, that divine masculine, like that mm -hmm. man, that like protector, provider, yeah. like that strong, you know, like sense of like security yeah. um, into my life. Mm -hmm. That's that, that was the only way. Um, let them lead. You gotta let them. Here, you. Yes. Here's let the steering them wheel. You let, let me see what you can do. <laughs> let them lead, please. Yeah. Yes, that's that's key. Yeah, that's huge. I agree to that. Um, so if we're thinking, so we're in November, right? Oh my God, we're in November. Ugh. <laughs> like I could have swore, and even with the podcast, I'm like, I started this in January. How the hell is November? How's it? Has it been that long for? That's crazy to me. Um, and granted, it's been a year, honestly, for me of filming. I started filming back in November uh, every other weekend. Mm. And I took maybe a month off. So I've been consistently filming. Like, this wow. has been my job for... It's been a year, you guys. <laughs> I have my job, podcast job anniversary. Um, but yeah, so with November, and I know you said that your mom passed at the end of the year. Like, was it around the holidays last year? No, it was uh, January of uh, 2022. Oh, it was in the beginning. Okay, yeah. the divorce had began at the end of last, last year. Last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, like, we're in November. Thanksgiving is around the corner. Um, and I think this is something we had talked about. You might have missed that session. We were talking about the holidays and mm. uh, seasonal affective yeah. disorder. Yeah, I missed it. Um, yeah. We're going to have a part two because that one was good, too, along with anger. That anger that was, session, y'all. We had a session about anger, mm -hmm. and honey, we were angry, and we were validated, <laughs> and that was okay. Um, so around the holidays, when it comes to like loss and grieving, both you know relationships, friendships, your mom. Um, how does that look for you with the boys being able to like co-parent around the holidays? Um, you know, this this will be co-parenting has been has not been challenging at all. Okay, that's good. It's been it's been it's been a smooth process. Like it's it's you have it in your head too that yeah. like I'm not with yeah. the bullshit. Very much <laughs> very much intentional about that. Yeah, that's you good. know, again because I want to make it as as easy for mm -hmm. not only for them but for us as well. We deserve that. Yeah. We very much deserve that. Um, you guys have been through enough. It's yes. like, I don't want to complicate yeah. this. So it's been, yeah. you know, it's been great. Okay. It's been, you know, it's, give, it's given us the, the space to do, like, our own thing on mm -hmm. the days that, you know, I have the babies with me. And, you know, he goes on and do his, his thing, whatever, you know, whatever, like, um, 
he wants to do. Like he has his time to be with self. Good. And As you both should have that. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. And you should want that for your co-parent for sure. Mm-hmm. Because if um if you don't have that, you're not gonna show up as a good parent to that kid. Like you're just not. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You you need you need to recharge, especially when you're going through through you know what we what we've been through. Yeah. You need those times to be with you know, kind of process mm-hmm. what you're going through with in your own individual self. Yeah. And, you know, uh, with the holidays approaching, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to them, honestly. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, I'm very excited for them because um, I I don't feel right now um, because it's very everything is very recent. Um, not a lot is going to to change. OK. That's right. Um, however, you know, with not having still like my mom mm-hmm. that is the one thing that i miss yeah. so much you know and it's something that i'm still like learning to live Having, to live yeah. with so that that piece you know because in my household before like when they were here before they moved to mexico um big parties food i was gonna ask you too, tequila like, mezcal <laughs> the music like it was beautiful and now it's just like my babies. Yeah. Are you like <laughs> you know, more of like I'm gonna host the holidays, or am I like no, I'm gonna get cute and go show up with the kids somewhere else, or does it? I'm gonna get cute. You said I'm gonna get cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to decide, and I think me and like my family were like thinking of different ideas. Last year, my mom, aunt, a couple other family members, they like did a cruise on Thanksgiving. So like in my head, I was salty. I'm like, you're supposed to be home, and like, you're, she's like girl, we are on vacation. So maybe we. You know, yeah. think about doing something around the holidays again. But I'm definitely more of the, I want to get cute and just show up. Yeah, I'll bring a dish. <laughs> what's your What's your like go to Thanksgiving dish? Oh, I love to. I, I love desserts. Okay, that's how my boyfriend is. He likes. Dessert. I can't bake to say. I life. love desserts, so I can <laughs> I can make you know all sorts of desserts. But mm-hmm. I my favorite to make is flan. Oh, like I love flan. You know, so I, I make that, um, and also I'm like coming over for uh, Thanksgiving. Yes, pecan pie, sweet potatoes. Like I love all of that stuff. Um, like a mean sweet potato. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm sorry, yams. Or, or yeah, yes, <laughs> yams. Candy yams, sweet potatoes, whatever you want to call them, they're goddamn good. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to that, and you know, like building these new memories with the boys it's it's gonna be fun yeah it's gonna be great um and i keep it i keep that at the at the forefront always yeah and i think you do a really good job at that i think that's one thing that a lot of people that are watching this who are either going through the process whether it be the thought process because that's a that's a grieving process in itself where you're just thinking about Mm -hmm. this might be the end of this relationship this might be the end of you know our marriage like you have to grieve, mm-hmm. you know, silently, and then it becomes outward. Um, but one thing, like I said, that I think a lot of people can learn from you is, like, taking that mature standpoint and being able to, like, truly and honestly, like, put your kids first. Because I think a lot of what you're deciding to do when it comes to dealing with this process is, like, I want this to be an okay process for them. Mm-hmm. I want this to be a, a happy, open, and effective process place to communicate for them mm-hmm. you know I want them to see the positive um because I think that's one thing my parents kind of did too it was a little shaky as well mm-hmm. <laughs> but um 
I think the one thing that I had learned, because I saw my parents, they were they were married, they were divorced, they both remarried. My dad got divorced and remarried. Like, so I've seen that situation a couple times, and mm-hmm. it, like, makes me feel a little bit more comfortable if I'm ever in a situation where I'm like, I can't do this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nobody plans for divorce. Right. Absolutely exactly. not. But, like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have done everything that it is that, you know, you both could possibly comprehend or, you know, have the capacity to do. If you did it and it's still not working, okay, some people grow apart and some some things are unforgivable. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do they say? Till death do us part. But, like, that action was like death. So yeah. I ain't we must die part. For you. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, I appreciate this conversation with you. Oh, and the one thing I wanted to end on, because I know we touched on a, a bunch of different um, lessons throughout the process, but what would you say is, like, the one thing – that you have learned from your divorce um, that has either contributed to like your relationship with your sons or like your relationship with yourself or both? How to love myself truly mm. with intention, how to love myself with intention. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Because I didn't clearly, I didn't before. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> and we it shows, you know, it showed, yeah. it definitely showed in my decisions. So now it's like, I really love myself and like the relationship that I have with me and in the ways that I'm showing that to myself Mm -hmm. yeah see yourself yes because it's easy to just tell everybody else how to love you or you know how to love other people or Mm -hmm. to love other people but when you actually sit there and look at yourself in the mirror it's like okay do I love me yes so yeah I think you love you yeah (laughs) (laughs) cheers to that cheers girl um so I Again, like, I, what did I tell you? It was going to go by so quick. Yes. Um, I don't quick. even realize how long we were sitting here. I'm like, damn. And we can literally go on <laughs> for more. Um, but thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. Absolutely good. Do you feel a little bit better? She was a little nervous walking I in the was. door. You feel better? Yes. Good. I'm happy you said. I want to leave now. You said <laughs> I said I want to leave the now. The couch is comfortable. Very. It's yeah. very comfortable. I mean, you could. I got another family. You want to try? <laughs> <laughs> Your friend's like, no, baby, we got to go. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us for yet another episode of the 312 Podcast. I hope that you all enjoyed this. And if anything, I hope that you can take away from this conversation is to live life with intention. Yes. And love you. All parts of you, your flaws and all. Like, you are you. And you, if you can't feel yourself or to give yourself the appreciation that you need. You can't really do that for other people. Mm, Absolutely. Love you, (laughs) y'all. Until next time. And don't forget, again, (laughs) comment, like, subscribe, and make sure that you guys tune in every other week to have another good episode, another wholesome conversation to have with us here on this couch. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Until next time. Bye.